you can build an impressive short-term rental business from the ground up with a little help from John and Jeanette. These successful Airbnb and Verbo hosts have experienced and documented the blood, sweat, and tears it can take to really stand out from the pack. Welcome to Stand Out. Welcome back. I'm John. I'm Jeanette. And we're your hosts as we walk down this uh, journey of becoming an Airbnb or Verbo host together with you, our, our listeners. So just a couple disclaimers just to get going here. Let's start with a few things that we absolutely are not. Um, the first is we are not lawyers. Uh, Jeanette, are you a lawyer? No. Okay. So uh, we are not giving any legal advice uh, here. We also are not real estate agents in the in the sense of the being a realtor. And, uh, and definitely we are not podcasting experts. We are not podcasting experts. That's not why we're here. We're not teaching you how to podcast. What we are doing is uh, trying to help you down this path uh, using experiences from our, our own experience and, and those of other hosts that we're friends with, hoping it'll help your business grow. So we are, as you heard the announcer say at the beginning, uh, successful Verbo and Airbnb hosts. In our first year of our property, we actually tripled our goals that we had set for our first year there. We have nearly 2,500 followers on Facebook for the property itself, not for me and Jeanette. We have tens of thousands of engagements uh, through social media with that property every year. And our website that's made specifically for our property has about 40 to 90, depending on the day of the week, uh, interested visitors stopping by the site every day. We do have a very unique property. It's a houseboat. It's on the water. It's got plenty of room, two bedrooms, two bathrooms. So you can have at least two couples stay there. Um, it's got a beautiful view. It's got lots of outdoor living space, and it's walkable to area restaurants. Uh, but it is a home. Uh, at the end of the day, Jeanette, this is a uh, short-term rental in Wilmington, North Carolina. We are surrounded by other uh, condominiums and other homes and historic homes and all kinds of things in the area. And... Um, even though our property might be a little different from that end, we are we are definitely right down the middle of the lane in Airbnb and Verbo and all the other marketing that we do. We are competing really not with other houseboats as much as we are competing with properties like what you all are looking for right now, most likely. Sure. It is a home. And so you want to make sure you have comfortable beds, you have a fully stocked kitchen, you have a place to relax, you have television sets, and all the things that you expect from a home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is. It's a home. It's got stairs between the levels and televisions that work and Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. Dining room, washer and dryer. Yes, washer and dryer. Jeanette and I don't always have the same priorities you'll learn uh, through the episodes of our podcast. But that's a great segue for our primary topic today, which is how do you pick a Verbo or Airbnb short-term rental property that's going to give you the absolute best chance to really stand out. Because no matter how good you are at marketing and how good your photography is and how good you are at uh, Google SEO and things like that, if your property from the get-go is not in the right place, it's distressed in some way, it's super hard to keep clean for whatever reason, or it just has no amenities, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're starting from behind. So first question to consider, and we'll be digging into the finance side later um, in a, probably a future episode, 
is how do you want to use the property and what are your goals? Uh, for example, like our place is, you know, it's a huge, it's it, but it's not too small. Uh, we would not uh, market it to people who want to have a big family reunion, right? But um, let's say you find a, a big house with lots of bedrooms, then you might want to uh, market it as a great place to have, you know, big family get together. So um, you kind of want to know, depending on your property, what your goals are and who your target market is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a, a property, our, our homes, maybe 1,250 square feet in all, it holds six adults, four super comfortably, um, six if, if uh, they use the pullout uh, upstairs. Uh, and of course, we've stayed in Airbnbs and Verbos. Uh, we're headed to Mexico in a couple weeks for one that's going to hold kind of four families, if you will, with room to spare and a pickleball court outside. Well, we'll give an update on that on that later for sure. Another goal to think through is, you know, is this a 100% of the time Verbo and Airbnb? Or is this a, while I'm in Florida for the winter, I'm going to rent my ski chalet out in Boston or whatever. So, you know, we know people who do that very thing, not those same cities, but that do that very thing. And again, in Jeanette, in my case, our our property is 100% year-round up for rent, and uh, although we are a little busier in the summer, it is a annual season here, uh, folks coming uh, all times of the year. Sure. I mean, it depends on what your goals are. Some people, uh, they just want to break even, and then, you know, so maybe they just rent it out for, um, you know, the busy months in summer, and then they have the place to themselves for the rest of the year. And it's not a huge moneymaker, but it offsets the cost, and that's great. Um, or you might want to rent it out the entire time, and then you have to think about, well, how much work is that, and how much are we going to have to pay to have somebody help us out in maintenance and wear and tear. Sorry, I would add to that that the... Um, in our case, being full time and every week available, um, the 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 big, bigger than the more work to me is that we hardly get to use it. We, I think we've only spent the night on, in our property twice, maybe. So, um, you know, you got to. Those are definitely things you need to consider. We we have some really good friends that own a beach home in this area, and they have blocked out one weekend in every month throughout the entire year so that they get a chance to go enjoy their property too. And they use the other three weeks to pay for the thing. So it's pretty smart. And we get to go stay at their beach house sometimes too, which is awesome. Another thing to think about and consider is how are you going to manage your property? Are you managing your place yourself? Are you looking to hire a management company? Um, and it's super important that before you select your home that you do that math because, um, you know, the math matters. And we're going to talk a lot about math in future episodes. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much it costs to have to hire somebody to manage it for you. Um, if you, you know, don't live in the same town, then that's, you know, you have to have a, somebody manage it for you. Um, we are fortunate enough to live close by. So and I have the time so I can do it ourselves. And that saves us a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to do this much work just to break even. It might be the last time you hear us use the word break even on this podcast, because that's not what it's about. So let's launch into the topic uh, around how to locate or how to find a Verbo or Airbnb short-term rental property um, out there that's right for you. And and if you start with the number one rule of 
real estate, which we all know is? Location, location, location. And that's absolutely true in, in locating your short-term rental property. It's no different. And, you know, if the sky's the limit um, and you can, you can do one of these anywhere, um, we've pulled a list from uh, AirDNA. We'll talk about that site a little bit later. Uh, of the top 10 short-term rental markets in the country. And some of them might surprise you. The first one will not surprise you, Maui, Hawaii. Jeanette and I have been there multiple times, and there's no, no surprise that that would be, uh, it's actually at the top of the list. The second one, Kenai Peninsula, Alaska. I've also been there, and other than fishing in the summer, I'm shocked that that is, uh, that that is up so high. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Gulfport, Biloxi, Mississippi. Slidell, Louisiana. Really? Crystal River, Florida. Joshua Tree, California, which that makes sense to me. Charleston, South Carolina. Galena, Illinois. And Southwest Harbor, Maine. So for the rest of us who do not live in these areas, what do we need to know to make our VRBO or Airbnb unique and successful. So the first thing I would do is look at your location. Um, What would bring people to your area? Is there a university uh, where parents need to come stay and visit their kids? Uh, Is there a beach, a convention center, uh, a music venue? Um, Is there a interesting historical town that people can explore, walk around, get good food. Um, These are things that draw people to rentals. Absolutely. So that, those all speak to me, to sort of that proximity. What are you near? What are the amenities that are available? You know, something else to kind of contemplate might be um, more of a uh, a historic location or even a a famous location. Uh, You know, obviously if you have a, a property you're looking at that's right next to Mount Rushmore, yeah, uh, it's it's sitting next to uh, Graceland. I mean, you're that's going to be a, a a better long term, short term rental than uh, a home that is just like every other home in in the area. Another consideration is is uh, kind of we kind of call it unique in construction. So that would be obviously houseboat would probably fall into that a little bit. Uh, but also, you know, an A-frame near a ski resort, and that brings all sorts of thoughts and bearskin rugs to mind and stuff like that. And we've also seen uh, short-term rentals that are made of containers, like shipping containers. That's a unique experience for somebody that might be the thing that puts the needle over the over the center mark and to get them to click that, you know, book now button. Also, you want it to look cool right? So you're looking through pictures online and you want you want to go to a place that's going to be fun and trendy and different and not like the house that you live in. So pay attention to that and you know how can you make your place stand out, look trendy, look modern, look comfortable, look like a cool place to explore. So how big is the amenity game? Obviously amenities are a huge draw. Uh, people are looking for pools, hot tubs, maybe they want to go fishing. They want to have, you know, be walkable to area restaurants, coffee shops. Um, they don't want to necessarily have to get in their car all the time. Also, parking is a big deal. 
there should be adequate parking depending on how many people are staying at your place. That's a good point, Jeanette. Absolutely. Now let's talk about a few things that are just scream, uh, don't buy me for a short-term rental Verbo Airbnb property. Um, certainly the first one that comes to mind to me, and I've actually know people who have done these, um, is they find a cute little house in a cute little neighborhood off the beaten path in uh, residential space and they buy it hoping to make it a, you know, a rental home. And Hey, I'm all for uh, folks doing that. I think that's awesome. It's just not for this podcast. That's, that's a long-term rental. That's a year, two years at a time. People are not going to stay up in shady acres in some cul-de-sac home because they're in town to see a concert. They want to be down by the action. They want to be, they want to be nearby. Yeah, you really, if you can be close to the basic things, walkable to, you know, to downtown, walkable to restaurants, shopping, those kinds of things, those are going to be huge draws. Yeah, I would say in general, another one to stay away from is just anything that that is vanilla. I don't know if that's the proper proper term for that but you know something that just looks like everything else that you're you're looking at whether you're out there on zillow looking for properties or you're you're uh scrolling through airbnb and and verbo listings to get some ideas if it's not wowing you there it's not going to wow your your guests either when when you're up and running in a in a few weeks or months yeah, think about when you're on vacation, you're taking pictures, you're excited, you're with family, um, you want to have an experience. You don't want to, you don't want to just go and live in somebody else's house that's just like yours. You want to, you want it to be unique and fun and, you know, feel like a vacation. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about the experience. And that's, that's really what our podcast is about, more or less, is about the experience and creating those experiences and those delights for your for your guests. The the last one that I would just uh, toss out there to uh, beware uh, when shopping for your first short term rental property is there's going to be some properties you're going to run into that are a little bit distressed, they're a little bit beat up, carpets a mess, things like that. Hey, if you're going to take that and flip it before you rent it, you got four thumbs up or whatever we got in the room here um, on that. But if you buy a you buy a short-term rental that's just tough to keep clean. I don't care how good your cleaning crew is. They can't make, you know, orange shag carpet look good after five minutes after the folks come in and eat some potato chips. You're, you're looking, you're looking at some bad reviews headed your way. True. And you can't, you can't, change the condition of the roads or the what the neighbor's houses look like or things like that. So even if you make the house look great and awesome, if it's surrounded by, you know, dinginess, um, that's going to be a huge turnoff and will make it more difficult to rent. Okay, so ultimately, I guess you need to ask yourself, number one, would I stay here? Will I be excited for the two or three months that I'm looking forward to this vacation because of how cool this place looks and what a cool location it is? What makes it unique? What makes it stand out from the pack? Whatever you choose, make sure the math works based on the goals that we talked about earlier. And of course, super important, make sure the HOA or any governing body or the local county actually allows it because you don't want to find that out after you buy your short-term rental. For each episode, we'll spend a few minutes on some actionable things to help your property stand out. 
Today, we're going to plug a show on Netflix, if you can believe it. There's a show called Stay Here. And again, you can find that on Netflix. It's from 2019-ish. And no, they're not a sponsor, Netflix or the show. And it's a kind of reality type uh, home improvement show. But what's unique about it, as you might guess, is it is about short-term rentals. And they dig deep and they change these homes in many cases. But beyond the remodels, I mean, they also change the way these guys think about hosting their guests. The hosts are both well-known folks uh, from reality television home improvement. Genevieve Gorder is one of them. And then Peter is the guy with the cool accent. Uh, And you're going to love it. It's something, if you're really serious about taking down a short-term rental property, make some popcorn, grab a notepad, you guys sit down and watch all eight or nine episodes and it will, it will do so much visually for you. Um, and then we'll be your audio source for the rest of it as, as we continue our, our podcast here. Jeanette, what's your favorite episode of Stay Here and Why? Well, I think the houseboat episode, I think it was the first one. It's a houseboat in Seattle, Washington, which is where I'm from. And um, the transformation, they just turned this dingy little boat into a really super cool place. Obviously, our houseboat does not look quite this cool. But we took a lot of ideas from the show. And it was just really helpful to kind of think about what renters are looking for and how to make them feel cozy and comfortable and provide a little luxury. My favorite was the Austin pool pad, and I'm, I'm guessing it might have been Jeanette's favorite too, but I took it first, so she couldn't use it when we were kind of talking about what we're going to talk about today. But that one literally shaped uh, everything from a neon sign that you'll find in our houseboat um, to some other things that we'll talk about throughout. This is a this is a Austin home that had a pool. You can figure that out from the name. And the guy thought he had it all figured out, and he was not you know, doing that well. And they came in, they really tricked this place out. It looked like a bachelor pad when they got it. It looked like a hotel when they were done. And I think my one takeaway from that particular show is just make sure that you have a uh, Instagram moment or Instagram location. And again, it doesn't need to be Instagram or whatever social media you use, but what, what do you got that's going to get somebody to stop in the tracks, pull out the phone and share with their friends how much fun they're having at your property? Because that is free advertising, my friends. So yes, really, your first tip from us is to go turn on Netflix and watch a television show. Pretty cool. Another quick tip is to go check out AirDNA. Um, that's a website. It's got lots of data about short-term rentals. Geographically speaking, it's just a great resource. It's where I got the top 10 markets we shared earlier. And then another online resource is a company called Roofstock, which is a STR marketplace. It's sort of Zillow for short-term rentals. So if you're really serious about looking for one, there's folks selling them on there. They already have their book of business. You can look at their books at some point and uh, you're not going to find them on Zillow. So again, check out Roofstock. And then the the third tip is also fun. It's probably more fun than watching Netflix. And that is to get out there, rent a few places, be a guest at Airbnb, Verbo, et cetera, and experience it. Look at your experience through the guest eyes because it's going to help you be a better host. I think our, I think the short-term rental we rented through Airbnb in Florida probably stands out to me as the, the, the wrong way to go. Uh, Jeanette, if you remember, we showed up. There's only the two of us, but everything was covered in like plastic. The couch was covered in plastic. The kitchen table was covered in plastic. 
There were how many forks? There were three forks. So there's only two of us. So I get from the host standpoint, why, why do you need three forks? Why, you eat with two forks at the same time, one of you? But that that whole thing we talked about, that joy of abundance and that that thrill and delight just didn't happen there. I'd contrast that with, uh, do you remember the home in uh, Colorado Springs with the family? Oh, yeah. That place was amazing. It looked just like the pictures uh, online. And actually, when we got there, it was even more spectacular. Uh, it was up in the mountains. It had a great view. It had every single thing you could ever need in a kitchen. It had plenty of beds and bathrooms and gathering spaces indoors and out. And it was one of our favorite places. So take that experience and map it back to a listener. How does this apply to them? What do they need to consider? Can you picture a family staying in this place, enjoying playing games, having a meal, making fun family memories? Pick a niche. You don't have to be like everybody else. It's important to know your competition, though, and make sure that you're just a bit better so that you will get the rentals. Exactly. Yeah, we do not want you to look like everyone else because that is, that's a set of competition that's not fun to play in. It's a lot more fun when you're out there kind of on your own with something super special. I totally agree with that. Well, that's it for this episode of Standout Hosting. I really appreciate you guys joining us. Please subscribe and tell your friends. We'd love to have you follow along as we take this journey together. Next up, In our next episode, Jeanette's going to dive into the super important topic, which is sheets, towels, soaps, shampoos, all that stuff that a lot of folks overlook, yet they can be one of the most commonly reviewed things, you know, cleanliness and uh, the experience with the sheets and some of the other amenities make a big difference. See you next episode. Bye.